1: give you a show like you have never, ever seen before. Why? Because I can.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 103 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, and with me
1: is... Eric Sanchez. Eric, how's it going? It's going pretty good.
0: Good. Uh, sorry, we had to delay the show last week. I have a couple shows planned for this week. Uh, this week and the one with Eric, obviously, that we're recording right now. And another one in our Content Creator series will be later this week too. I uh, just had some stuff where I had to take care everybody at home, colds and sickness and stuff going around. But everybody's good now. And now I call it what everybody else had. So I'm I'm doing okay. Oh though. boy! Uh, I'm taking zinc, drinking uh, lots of orange juice, and well, trying late. to get rest. No no, no 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 no. i started sick. i started to get sick i felt it Then i started okay. you know on
1: All top right. of it I yeah i was worried about you you had to I'm cancel okay. you didn't let me know i saw it on twitter and i said what's going on with you <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you want to follow us guys on twitter we're at ppw podcast and you can leave us a review on itunes if you want positively Pro Wrestling podcast or on itunes leave us a review there really appreciate that helps people find us if they're looking for wrestling shows which i'm sure there's just there's not that many out there you know so mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta fit it in there uh if you want to support the show whatamover.net but really the best way to support us is just listen and share with a friend that's what i always say that's, yeah, that's what i've been saying the, the past few shows just listen you know you don't have to spend any money it's free
1: have you taken a poll on where people listen like are they driving are they at work are they working out are they at home I'm, i have
0: not uh i don't i don't imagine driving where you listen to podcasts
1: um or usually walking? when i'm working out or just doing stuff grass or doing stuff yeah
0: yeah, I podcast a lot when I'm doing stuff, like I'll do the dishes, I've got the cutting the grass or whatever, so yeah. that's when I do because I don't commute to work anymore, uh, so I don't really have a long commute, but I'll still pop on a podcast if I could go to Target or something like that. Mm-hmm. Any uh, any news for you? You sell? Did you sell that Funko Pop you were looking to sell? I know you sold one of them. Uh, I'm trying to sell the Cena one.
1: No, I didn't sell the Cena one, and I was had a guy tell me he was going to Oh, you know, when I get money on Wednesday, I'll buy that uh, Ray Mysterio <laughs> off of you. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever.
0: <laughs> and I always tell people, like...
1: I don't like chase I people sell... down. Like, but if you're going to buy it, buy it.
0: Well, the other thing, too, is, like, with figures or whatever you're selling, it's like, if you need to wait for a paycheck, don't yeah. be buying this this thing.
1: <laughs> Save your money. Right. Which is funny, because I don't know if I told the story before, but I was at a uh, garage sale.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was my girlfriend's garage, or my fiancé's garage sale, actually. So we were there and she was talking to this one woman about some wrestling stuff that she had from, I don't know, some neighbors, boys, whatever, have, have wrestling toys. And there were jacks and, you know, they were kind of banged up and, and played with whatever. But anyways, this lady was asking, oh, could you go less? And she was like, no, this is what we're taking. I think mm-hmm. they were like a dollar a piece. Yeah. And afterwards, I'm like, why wouldn't you take like 50 cents or 25 cents? You're just going to put them back in the box. They're not even yours. <laughs> and she's like, well, that's not the point. So anyway, she was talking to. Uh, this lady, and she was saying, you know, if, if you don't have the money for it, maybe you shouldn't be out garage, <laughs> doing garage sales. <laughs> so she told me the story afterwards. I'm like, you're serious? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, that's not very nice.
0: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. People are just goofy. Yeah. People are always same, goofy. It's though. the same point that
1: you have. Like, if you have to wait or you have to save up for it, then, you know, maybe you should just pay your bills or, you know, just save it for something else, not a $700 <laughs> even a, a $10 toy.
0: My favorite's one like I'll post something, you'll see something for sale like you post on whatever, and I'm mm-hmm. like, just so you know, I get this cheaper. I was just fine. Okay, cool, go buy it then. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't care. I don't this price match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm at Best Buy, price right. match, at Amazon, <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. I remember uh, this is a long time ago. I was in college, and one of my uh, ex, my girl I dated in college, her friends owned like around the baseball stadiums you know they have like those trailers of merch of like tats and t-shirts yeah, and stuff right. like that it's right around Wrigley Field and for those people who don't know it's, it's cleaned up a lot now but before the vendors outside of Wrigley Field used to be just like bootleg city like you know there's you know knockoff jerseys knockoff Cubs t-shirts knockoff hats all that stuff and uh, there but they've cleaned it up since and they kind of like pushed them further away from the stadium so we were I was working one of those trailers because um, my I got like a summer job there to work a few days a week it was it was good uh-huh. money and it was easy and whatever and I remember at the end of the game when it's all packed people are coming up they'd be like how much for that t-shirt I'll be like 20 bucks and then the guy'd be like cross it's 10 I go then go across the street <laughs> And like, oh man, the look on this guy's face was just like, oh, I can't believe you. Be. I'm like, look, man, I'm not negotiating with you. Go look, buy man. your t shirt that's gonna, you know, fall apart the first time you wash it. I don't you're care. Like, Call
1: corporate asshole. <laughs>
0: yeah, like I got like a line of people here wanting to buy you stuff. You're trying to do. like, well, will you price match with the guy who's got who's selling t shirts out of a duffel bag? Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> no, I will not. So, always oh, like telling fun stories on this show. How is, how's everything else going? Haven't talked to you in a couple weeks. Everything um, good?
1: Everything's going pretty good. Yeah. I was over for the AEW show last weekend. That's right. so. Well, yeah, we were over for that. We could talk about that a little
0: bit before we get into this week's sure. show. This week's show, by the way, guys, is going to be about wrestling moments that stuck with us. So think of a moment when you're watching as a kid, you're like, oh man, this either like scared me or I thought about it a lot or I still think about it or, or whatever. And just like always, it'll fit right into our sweet spot nostalgia for the most part for this timeline. And as I found on my list, as I was making, like, oh, my entire like wrestling fandom slash what affected me was pretty much all '91 WWF. So, <laughs> okay, all right, we'll go there. But AEW all out. Eric and Eric came over. We're watching the gazebo, drinking, having some uh, pizza and other things you eat uh, that change your <laughs> <laughs> change your your mindset. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We uh, we had fun. It was uh, <laughs> I think the part we were laughing the most at is when Evan Bourne came out <laughs> and missed oh, my his goodness. his air his air boomers for whatever it is. Yeah, and you're just he kept laughing like that was the worst possible debut. He's all amped
1: up. Here we go. Yeah, and yeah. I mean they're giving him pyro, they're giving him smoke, and it's like this guy's big debut. Oh my god, who is that? You we know this guy. <laughs> and he comes out tries to do whatever that. I don't know seven twenty. Yeah, flip off the top; it just slips and crashes and burns. I'm like, oh my god, that's the worst thirty seconds of anyone's <laughs> intro. And then I was online. I'm like, oh yeah, Shockmaster had a bad intro too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what
0: would you think of the show overall? A lot of people were crapping on it. I mean, it was fine. it, yeah, wasn't I great, it was but... okay.
1: Um, I thought every batch was decent. I mean, the the, the opening one was oh, a little god. too ridiculous, like the the, the cinematic Baker, stuff with Baker, the big and, swole, yeah. That I didn't understand where the nail part came in, like tooth and nail, but whatever.
0: Well, someone, uh, people were posting on Twitter, people that like, were at the show, they're like, why the hell would you open the show with people in the crowd having to watch the screen? Yeah. like I, That was silly, but it's what it is. I, I mean, I had fun just hanging out, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people were crapping on it because AEW's pay-per-view standards have been so high. So I think when it doesn't like live up to what they've been so far, which is a good problem to have, yeah. It's easy to crap on. Uh, the, the main events were fine. Like it was entertaining. You know, that's all I can say. It was entertaining. Yeah. The one I thing I like, don't
1: understand is uh, the John Moxley Stone Cold comparisons. Like, I can see how they're that. similar, but at the same time, it's it. They're not. The, it, it's that's who John Moxley is or Dean Ambrose is. Like, that's how he's been.
0: Yeah. He like moves his shoulders. He does a DDT, yeah. and it is what it is. So <laughs> he cranks his neck. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. AEW has yeah. been fun, and it, it's, there's lots of fun stuff to watch for wrestling. So mm-hmm. that was that. Uh, I got a couple things in this week. So I got a really good deal on a wrestling buddy, on a oh, Ultimate yeah, Warrior. That. Well, that you saw the Macho King one. So first I got a, an awesome deal on the Ultimate Warrior one, mm-hmm. which just came today. And it's in really good shape and no stains. It's still got like a little bit of puff to it, whereas some of the older wrestling buddies kind of flattened out yeah. just from being played with, et cetera, over time. But the reason I got the Macho King one is like I was putting out feelers for it because I got the Ultimate Warrior, and someone was like, Well, I got a Macho King I can send you. And we kind of like made like a trade deal type thing, mm-hmm. and it worked out. So now I got Hogan, Macho King, and Warrior just chilling over on the uh, couch over here in the basement. Nice. So I am not going to actively look for the other ones online or anything, but you know, sometime maybe in the spring or something, if mm-hmm. we're able to go back out to like swap meets and stuff like that, or flea markets. I'll keep an eye out for the other ones. I'll, I'll try to look for them in the wild, but not going to be an online purchase because these things I found, you have to like see them, uh, to see their condition. And also another big thing, see if they smell like smoke.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a problem. That was real so bad uh, years ago. Smoke. Yeah. I mean, yeah. more. I think more people smoked and family smoked and stuff like that. in, in yeah. the 90s yeah. and you know, the eighties and nineties. Yeah, for sure. And, uh,
0: I got a, another item, like a WrestleMania hat, and it was like an authentic one from like 89 or like I'm sorry, like 86 or something. It was in good shape. It was never worn still like the cardboard in it from like the under the brim. Mm-hmm. But I opened up the box and instantly I'm like, oh, this thing smells like cigarette smoke. It's gross. So I messaged the guy on eBay I bought it from. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. He goes, honestly, I got it at the thrift store. I found it. I didn't even know. I was like, well, that's bullshit. So he goes, <laughs> I'll, I'll, he's like, I'll send you back 10 bucks for it cause I only paid 25 for it. Yeah. Um, but with a whole a whole lot of uh, googling and figuring stuff out, I got the cigarette smell out. I wash it first in baking soda and detergent, then I let it air dry. Then I sealed it in a box with a bunch of dryer sheets. Yeah, that's the trick. Let it dry again, and then it, and now it's currently with dryer sheets again, and it doesn't smell like smoke. But I'm just to make sure I'm letting it stick in overnight. So
1: yeah, that's good. The, I've done that that with costumes and clothes sometimes like if I just you know just trying to put together like Halloween costume I'll just pick stuff up at thrift stores and Mm -hmm. sometimes they just have that weird like stink to it like a closet I don't know what it is but it's terrible (laughs) like Goodwill is is worse than you know other thrift stores from my experience and it's just like you wash it and wash it but then I I found out the trick like use a lot of dryer sheets put it in a bag like a big Ziploc bag and dryer sheets let it sit for a while and takes it out
0: This has been the dryer sheet endorsement podcast for PPW podcast. All right, let's get into this week's show. Mm -hmm. This one I'm looking forward to. We each have a list of stuff. And these are things that when we were, for me, it was specifically when I was a kid. I'm watching this stuff. I'm like, oh my God, like I can, I have vivid memories of it. It stuck with me. I mean, I have vivid memories of almost everything wrestling related. Uh, But these were ones that I remember like sticking with me weeks after and thinking mm-hmm. about it and like daydreaming about it and like car trips with my mom to the grocery store. So I'm like, oh man, this happened. I can't believe it. And I went back and rewatched a lot of these and some were going to be pretty common. Some may not be. Some you not have thought of in a while, but we'll get started with my first one here. And this is yeah, when...
1: I'm sorry. Can you hold on a sec or just we'll pause it? Or go ahead. Pa- what do you got a bathroom or something? We're live no, now I got to pal- step out. I hear my dad calling something. That's fine. I'll, I'll I'll get started with
0: my. Um, you know what? Actually, I'll get. Yeah, I'll get. Go ahead. I'll get started with my. Okay. You take your phone with me. Text me if we have to. If it's gonna take a while, I'll stop, and no, we'll just, figure it just out. Just go ahead. I'll just be back keep going. In like okay. Okay. <laughs> this is a real professional podcast we have here. So just as so you guys know, Eric and I are in separate locations currently because trying to keep safe. Eric's a kind of a caretaker for his older parents, so we want to make sure if we can't record outside and it's late like this, we two separate so he's at his house I'm at mine but we're over Skype we can still talk to each other and see each other all that anyway this week's show we're talking like I said about stuff that stuck with us and one of the first things I thought of was this was back uh, right around after Wrestlemania 7 when Jake the Snake was feuding or it might have been before Wrestlemania 7 either way right around that 91-ish Wrestlemania 7 time frame Jake is feuding a little bit with Earthquake and the whole thing leading up to this is Earthquake is terrified of his snakes. Jake keeps bringing out Damien, kind of like shoving him at him, like and Earthquake's afraid. But that's the only thing Jake has to take out Earthquake because Earthquake's huge, he's this massive guy, and there's nothing really Jake can do except scare him with a snake. So this all leads up to an episode of Superstars where when I rewatched this, I remembered specifically the ending the most. So on these Superstars things... Honestly, the Superstars Superstars episode. Jake gets beat up by Earthquake. He puts Jake in the ropes. So Jake's classic. Think of Andre the Giant stuck in the ropes with his arms. Jake is stuck in the ropes. Earthquake does his jump, 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 smash around. Because he pulls out the Damien bag. And he squashes Damien. And everybody remembers Earthquake on Primetime Wrestling with his Quake burgers. And because he cooked... Jake's snake, he cooked Damien with it. He made burgers out of it, and everybody remembers Jake, or I'm sorry, Earthquake with a little chef hat on, making Bobby Heenan puke, one of the more classic moments. All right, I'm Buck. Okay, we're talking about Earthquake smashing uh, Damien.
1: Oh, Quake Burgers. Yeah, I All just
0: right. said that. Everyone everyone remembers <laughs> Quake Burgers.
1: <laughs> See, my memory of that was I thought I was the only <laughs> one that saw that. So, like, years would go by, and I would mention it to other people, they'd be like, what are you talking about? Because they would remember. Uh, earthquake squashing the snake. See,
0: yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I remember the snake being squashed because the thing I remember the most was when I was watching with my sister Mm -hmm. after he smashed him and eventually he leaves. He sits on the snake a few times. Now, during the broadcast of Superstars, they actually cut away from earthquake sitting on the snake. Like, oh, this is too disgusting. We can't show this. It's too disgusting. So they go like back to the studio and there's Sean Moody in the studio being like, this is disgusting. We can't show Uh this. So when they go back, Jake's finally out, and the refs are trying to tell Jake, don't look in the bag. Don't, oh, no, no, don't. But Jake's like, I have to. And he, you know, opens up the bag and he just looks in there and just goes, Ah, like, no, like he gets so yeah. depressed and sad. It's heartbreaking. And that was what stuck with me the most. I was watching with my sister and we were both like, Are they gonna show what's inside the bag? Mm-hmm. They didn't, <laughs> you know. But like I felt bad for Jake. So did I, but that's how he can maybe this was like his slowly, slowly way he started to turn evil because Earthway crushed his snake, crushed Damien. But my God, it was so unnerving not knowing what was in the bag. Like you you had like your imagination was left to run wild. Yeah, with you knew what it was a, a snake. But but what a smashed snake would look like. Were his guts right. out? Was yeah. he all bloody? What was it? So that was one where that was the biggest thing for me was imagining mm-hmm. what that snake right. looked like in the bag and you know obviously everyone everyone was the quake burgers with his with his chef hat on primetime wrestling <laughs> making bobby heenan puke <laughs> yeah your favorite thing but yeah that was my first one the poor damien being smashed by earthquake that was my first one that really stuck
1: with me what do you got what's one you had uh well we both have the well i'll go with one that you don't have so this is something that's always stuck with me and I, I kind of bring it up every now and then and people are like oh yeah I never saw that but I remember watching and Tugboat this is probably a year after Tugboat was like Hulk Hogan's friend so I mean he was a good guy Tugboat and he's teaming with the good the good guy uh, Bushwhackers and they're taking on Earthquake and the Nasty Boys I don't know if I saw this on Superstars or whatever it was mm-hmm. Um But Bushwhackers, they start the match. Nasty Boys, I think, are the tag champs or whatever had happened in that year. But anyways, they're starting this match. And every time, say, like Butch is kind of in the middle of the match and he goes to tag Tugboat, Tugboat turns around. He's like, hoo, hoo, like to the fans. And the fans are like cheering with them. So he's ignoring the tag. So Butch has to tag in Luke. So Luke goes in. And then he's like messing around, whatever, and he's starting to trying to get the tag out tugboat like turns around starts doing the horn honking and then (laughs) uh, butch is like or whoever's in there he's like what the hell so he just slaps uh, tugboat on the back so as a kid i was like i thought he was just like you know playing to the fans and i didn't know he was ignoring the bushwhackers so then he gets in and then earthquake gets tagged in so i'm thinking like oh this is the showdown i want to see i want to see earthquake and tugboat because earthquake uh you know hurt tugboat's friend and then all this kind of stuff with the whole earthquake tugboat you want to see two stuff. big beefy two, men go two, at it yeah that's what i want to see uh-huh so as soon as they're getting ready to go i think roddy piper's on the mic or on the commentary and another guy and it's like oh i'm hyped up because roddy piper on commentary always hype me up sure so then tugboat just slowly walks away and he slaps in the other bushwhacker like okay that's weird so then as they're going back and forth and then roddy and the other person on commentary is just like kind of talking like you know what's going on you know why is he acting like that Mm -hmm. oh he just didn't know what was going on so then now he's on down from the apron you know where you're getting tagged at he goes down to the floor next to the ring and bushwhacker's coming off the rope (laughs) tugboat reaches in and trips him and slowly like loses the match so you were watching this as
0: a kid. See, what's funny is I I re- I don't I remember, obviously, the natural disasters. Mm-hmm. I remember Tugboat being good, then one day being bad. Yeah. And I'm sure I saw what you're describing,
1: but it's only becoming more familiar to me now as you're describing this. Yeah. So as everything, it's like a melee in the middle of the ring now. So, like, the Nasty Boys are in there, Bushwhackers and in there. Everybody's kind of working each other over. Tugboat climbs back into the ring and just takes a running start, and hits uh, Luke in the back of the head, or whichever bushwhacker, I'm just saying Luke. He just nails Luke in the back of the head, but then Jimmy Hart's on the apron, and Piper's like, oh, he's going after Jimmy Hart. And then he's like, no, he hit his bushwhacker buddy. Then <laughs> he starts beating up the bushwhackers, and then does like a big old belly flop on him, like the running, uh, I guess body, or yeah, big splash or something on him. I think that's what it's called. And then he's like, with the uh, earthquake. I'm like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> so, but that you, stuck with you, me.
0: Were you like, Pissed? Are you happy for this newly formed team?
1: I I was kind of pissed because as much as I didn't like Hogan, I liked that Tugboat and like other people, like the boss man and stuff, they would like stick up for Hogan. So I'm like, okay, well, he has friends. You know, these are guys that I kind of like. And, you know, I, I was on board with Tugboat like at the time when he came on and he's, you know, talking about, I don't know. I just, I just liked him. So I was kind of confused and like, you know, why would he do that? But then I don't know. This goes back to a little bit
0: of the show we did a while ago, which was, like, stuff we used to believe, like, wrestling, stuff you believed. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, I always assumed all the good guys were friends. Like, in my mind, Hulk Hogan and Ultimore were best buddies. Like, they hung out together. They went to the gym together. Yeah. Like, all this stuff. So, And then, then go, even going
1: st- back to, like, summer, our Survivor Series teams, like, I still believe that, say, like, Boss Man or Demolition or uh, Jake the Snake, like, they were friends. Like, that's just what I thought. Mm-hmm. The, uh, this is a good one. I'm glad you brought
0: this up because I think a lot of people forgot about this, just like I did, and they're mm-hmm. going to go back and watch the formation of the natural disasters. So,
1: Yeah, it's on YouTube. I was watching it earlier. I'm like, yeah, I forgot how it went and then it, how it played out and how it all went down. But it's, it's on YouTube.
0: Okay, I like it. Uh, another one I have is one that is probably going to be familiar to a lot of people because of the new uh, timeline episode in the WWE Network about mm-hmm. she was mine before she was yours. <laughs> yeah. The Macho Man, Ric Flair, Liz storyline. I remember the thing that stuck out the most was the week before WrestleMania 8. And I thought, I always thought this was like the tease the entire time, but in re watching it and watching an old Superstars episode and watching that timeline, this was only teased the week before that Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair said, We're going to show her on the big screen of the Hoosier Dome show all of her
1: yeah so they were implying you're gonna have a nude picture of elizabeth on the big screen so here's my thing like pardon me is why i ordered that i mean there's really? a lot of different facets of why i ordered this okay but there's just another perk of ordering it and i mean I was it thinking, worked yeah and i'm thinking if my mom is in the room <laughs> and they show you know what i think they're gonna show you know how am i gonna like feel about this so i had mm-hmm. a lot of thoughts going into this WrestleMania. <laughs>
0: were you disappointed there was no uh you know i I forgot
1: all about it until like afterwards because there was just so much good action in in that wrestlemania
0: yeah macho wins the title you got brett piper warrior coming back it's um it's crazy you got undertaker jake it's it's awesome stuff yeah and also i remember when my sister again my sister she didn't watch wrestling with me but like she was forced to at some point because we had we had, I think, I'm pretty sure we probably had two TVs in our house, but mm-hmm. my sister and I were confined to what was called the TV room, which was just yeah. a room with a TV in it, and we had to like take turns watching what we wanted to watch. And we remember, and Rick even says it like on the television, like, "Look, R and L, Rick and Liz," <laughs> and my sister was
1: like, "That could stand Verandi and Liz too." I'm like, "She's right. Let's investigate." <laughs> you know? Yeah, I didn't think that. And then as I rewatched, I've probably watched this so many times, but. I think the timeline just kind of put everything in perspective like back to back to back how everything unfolded yeah so then I was just like watching it like an investigator I'm like yeah it could stand for Randy or it could stand for this and I, I messaged you thinking like as I'm watching this, I was like I'm so stupid like 40 years I just finally realized that all three of them could have been in those areas where they took a photo shoot, you know, behind the scenes, you know, yeah. like, okay, Randy, you go sit there. Okay, Randy, you're out. Uh, Rick, why don't you go squat by the pool? Yeah. <laughs> this whole time, I thought they actually like took one pair, one set of photos and like Photoshopped like the other person. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why I thought that.
0: Because uh, I mean, that's what they said. They said the photos were doctored. I so know, but as an
1: adult that understands everything, like I just finally clicked in my head, like three days ago, that <laughs> three people could have been on the, on, The the photos, a photo shoot, not just the two.
0: (laughs) You know, I I bet a lot of people didn't realize that until just you brought it up, maybe. I bet a lot of people did. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we'll find out. Tweet us at PPW Podcast if you knew how they did those photos. But but that was a big thing. I'm
1: not saying that they knew at the time. Like, at the time, I figured they had to be, you know, quote-unquote doctored and whatever. But, you know, afterwards and knowing just how photos work and photoshop and all that kind of stuff works realistically they they could have had just all three people on the same set like shooting these pictures like all right that's a wrap we're going to say everything was doctored
0: <laughs> you think someone's like this is 91 92 someone's got like uh they're, they're, they're clipping magazines and taking big f- cameras to do this but no no they just had all three people on, on set to do this <laughs> it's probably at like vince's house in florida too or something you know
1: yeah that looks like a vince house with the pool and the inside uh, shooting pool. What, what else you got? What else another uh, thing you have? Um, one of the ones that I have, like I remember, just like finally coming home and uh, I would watch like ESPN for like football or baseball highlights or whatever it was going on. Like the Bulls were really big in basketball, and I would mm-hmm. come home after school and I turn on ESPN, and then one day all there's like, I think it's Global Wrestling Federation or Global, I think that's what it was, GWF yeah. on ESPN. I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, this is cool. So it was nobody that I ever knew or nobody I've ever seen really. And I'm watching it. I'm like, okay. And there was like a Patriot and then a dark Patriot and then lightning kid. And for maybe four or five weeks I was watching this. So every week it was like somebody I would seen from like the week or two weeks before. And then I started have like, you know, kind of being a fan of uh, the Patriot and the dark Patriot winter feud and uh, lightning kid and whatever. So anyways, I remember seeing that stuff and then maybe like a month or two later, I saw, like, this little... He was supposed to be, like, a jobber-type guy. And he comes out, and it's the Lightning Kid or Cannonball Kid, whatever he was when he came out to... I think he had to go against Razor Ramon. And he got the win on Razor. I'm like, holy shit, I'm like, I know that kid. And every week he was a different name, but I felt like like an underground like knowledge of him. I'm like, I know who he was before he was <laughs> in the WWF. And,
0: this is your first, like, insider information? Yeah. And ever- then, like, the you-
1: Patriot came over. I'm like, I remember him. I'm like, when's the Dark Patriot coming? <laughs> But, yeah, that always sticks with me, like I think about, like, coming home after school because I liked wrestling and it was fun to see, like, right after school.
0: Did both your parents work? Did you have an empty house coming home?
1: Mm, I think so. I mean, sometimes my mom would be home. Sometimes she'd be at work till like, five or six. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, I
0: remember when I was in, like, junior high and stuff, when I would come home and it'd be like, I think the days my mom would work a little later was, like, Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. I'd open that garage door and, like, the garage would be empty. You're like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it's like, going down. I'm going to drink pop in front of the TV, and no one's going to tell me mm-hmm. no and all that stuff. So,
1: I'm not eating a big fan. oranges. Give me some of those Tostitos.
0: <laughs> yeah. Totino's some Chips. Yeah. Tony, you know, whatever generic chips we had, you know, <laughs> Sam's Choice or, or whatever we got.
1: No, I was thinking pizza rolls, but I couldn't get the word out.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think I did pizzas until when i was later but when i was later when i was i guess maybe eighth grade on saturdays my dad worked till five my mom worked till like two because mm-hmm. my mom worked at a hospital my dad worked at a car dealership and that was i would pop in a frozen tony's pizza and <laughs> eat that whole damn thing <laughs> you know i'd get up at like noon yeah. make the pizza my mom would come home she sometimes like I'd, have to, I'd still be in my pajamas. She would like read me a new one. She'd like, what have you been doing
1: all day? <laughs> like, I don't know. I've been sleeping all day. <laughs>
0: yeah, watch the wrestling eating pizza, man. What else is there to do in this life, you know? 8th grade, uh, back off. Yeah,
1: I still wear my pajamas till like 3 in the afternoon.
0: Must be nice. Sometimes I do. We'll see. Well, now that my kid goes to school at 7 in the morning, it's not really a thing I can do anymore, but what are you going to do? And plus, I have two children that wake me up and get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Bless my wife though. She gets up with them and gives me at least an hour to sleep because mm-hmm. I joke with her. I'm like, look, I don't ask for anything in life. <laughs> I'll do whatever <laughs> you want. I'll go at the store for you. I'll do whatever yeah. you want, but just let me sleep for a little bit. That's all I want. That's
1: so all you need done. out of life.
0: Yeah. That's yeah, what I got. So my next few ones are pretty much all involving either Jake the snake or the undertaker. Okay. Which makes sense considering those are like characters that you want to affect you. Right. I'm going to go with the first one and then I'll kind of go from there. So the first one was when Jake the Snake started his feud with The Undertaker going into WrestleMania 8 and the Funeral partner parlor segment. And remember when Jake and Undertaker were kind of like confronting each other and Jake somehow slammed the Undertaker's hand mm-hmm. in the casket like shielded shut. Yeah. And I remember being like, "Oh, that's got to hurt so bad." But then I was thinking like in my little You know, eight-year-old head trying to figure out how they did it. Oh, like what's the trick here? But even looking back now, I'm like, how did they do it? I can't really tell. Then I was like, well, maybe trick. Um, yeah, you're right. Like maybe his fingers were like not in the glove. But then he started dragging the casket towards Jake in like slow motion. Like that was like a thing. But no, (laughs) I mean, it was just like I was so worried for the Undertaker's hand. Mm for it and Jake was just so evil because he's like taunting like come on come on come get me he was so evil yeah but that was just one I was just I couldn't believe it was happening and the next few ones I'm going to talk about this is nothing compared to those (laughs) but at the time I was like oh my god this is crazy so right I've got
1: a few more what's one you have Uh, what are the ones that I have is the undertaker just beating the holy hell out of the ultimate warrior and stuffing him in the casket uh huh, that's on your list too, right? The yes, yeah. That's we can yeah, talk about so, that one now together. So, so I was rewatching that, and I'm just watching, and, and I'm just totally going back into my younger self. Like, you know, what was I watching? And and Vincent's just talking about how there, it's airtight, it's watertight, and you know, he well, can't breathe in there. So and, w- let me.
0: So I, I got notes like the whole detail on this. So I'll do that, yeah. and you can kind of jump in as we go. So this starts off in the funeral parlor, like like you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, there's a <laughs> like you do. Yeah, so Warrior comes out to the funeral parlor. Paul Bear is the, the the host of the funeral parlor, obviously. And he is saying, I have a present for you, Warrior. And it's a clearly a casket under like a sheet. But he yeah. pulls the sheet off, and it's saying like, this is a custom casket, babe. But really, it's a casket with some multiple Warrior stickers on
1: it. Yeah, it's custom. I guess, I guess. You
0: know, I get you uh, a
1: casket. I, I put some stickers of Fountas on it. it, it it's custom. For you. <laughs> and and then the warrior
0: th- starts threatening Paul Bear, and Paul Bear says, you're going to be scared, you're going to be scared. Uh-huh. And then the Undertaker comes out of another casket behind the warrior and attacks him.
1: See, that was and an that, actual coffin.
0: Yes, yes, okay. a wooden, like, Dracula-style coffin. Comes right. out of it. it like, and grrr. as I was watching this... Exactly. And as I was watching this, and as watching this other stuff I've been watching throughout this, I can see why these characters lasted and why people bought them as much mainly because you didn't see them constantly you saw maybe a couple times a month on tv right you know so it wasn't all the time they didn't get stale It wasn't cheesy you were in and they were familiar
1: so when you saw them two weeks later or three weeks later like yeah and you just kind of pick up where it was and Yeah. yeah not not getting stale like you said Exactly.
0: And okay, so you can go from there. Undertaker's beating him up and he throws him in the casket. Go ahead.
1: Well, he gets him locked in and I think McMahon is like, you know, talking about it being airtight and and watertight and everybody's kinda panicking. You got officials coming out from the back and, you know, trying to get a crowbar and well, before Paul Bear used this key to kinda turn and lock it. So Yeah, like an Allen wrench. (laughs) Yeah, and that's how you that's how you had to open it. But as I'm watching this, like it's it was way more serious when I was younger and I totally believed it. I still kind of believe it, but just the way everybody's reacting with their chisels and how they're hammering the chisels. Yeah, not, and then the there, guy's there's got a no, drill. with there's like no letters. way I would think like a- any of these people to be a handyman because they they're, can- they're not hitting the chisel that hard. <laughs> the the drill is like skipping all over all over the top of the gasket but the best too
0: is with the drill the drill's like the first they have to get the extension cord and, that and the heard, best i think, I think the roddy says like they need an extension or macho
1: man say they need an
0: extension well cord. macho roddy's on commentary too but but piper's like come on it's like 45 seconds what are we doing guys yeah, it's a minute what are we doing mm-hmm. and the best is right before he puts him in the coffin or the casket Macho Man's on commentary. He's like, Yeah, put him in there, under ticker. I remember WrestleMania 7 because this just happened after yeah. Mania. So is pissed at Warrior for retiring him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Macho Man's still played that. I like the consistency. He's not automatically going to cheer for
1: him just because he's a good guy now. He remembers. I like him. Yeah. And that guy with the, uh, the blonde bowl cut yeah he's he's come up a few times too but he comes up gives a couple whacks and he walks away and then another guy starts just like beating the shit out of it with the with the crowbar and he gives up then they bring a sledgehammer that's not how you open it no. And as a kid, I didn't understand that. But watching it now, I'm like, that's not how you do that. <laughs> well, originally they had the right idea. They had like a little
0: like chisel. Then they were like hitting yeah. the chisel to like pry it open. Mm-hmm. But then like Piper's like, someone's got to get Paul Bear. Where's the key? And they just like left. <laughs> they left him in there. But the reason the reason I think this stuck with us, at least for me, when they finally opened the casket, the undertaker or, is gone. But the warrior is there with his eyes closed, yeah, covered in sweat, And the casket's ripped to shreds that he was, like, clawing his way out of it.
1: Yeah. And
0: Hebner giving him CPR. (laughs) That's unnerving to me, the thought of, like, being in a coffin and, like, trying to scratch your way
1: out of it. You know, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. I think, for me, that's what made it real was Hebner, like, doing the uh, CPR with the chest compressions and then giving him mouth-to-mouth and... Chest compressions, mouth to mouth, and I mean, it's just so dramatic, you know, for a child. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like with this stuff, he's like, "Oh, he's, he's coughing, he's coughing," and then you know. But this is meant for kids. <laughs> you know, when someone's apparently being dead.
0: Yeah, well,
1: that's why this it sticks brutal. with us. This was brutal. We're traumatized.
0: Right. It was all right. Speaking of traumatized. Another one I have is when <laughs> Jake, <to> <laughs> when the Ultimate Warrior, was trained by Jake the Snake Roberts to go to the dark side in order to face the Undertaker.
1: Yeah, do you remember this? When he's in that room with snakes.
0: Yeah, that's where it. That's where yeah. it peaks, and that's okay. kind of what I thought. But it's like a four-week build to that.
1: Oh, okay. I don't so it start.
0: That. It starts off week one with Jake on the funeral parlor, mm-hmm. and he tells Paul Bear. I'm going to train the ultimate warrior to not be afraid of the undertaker. And Paul Bear's like, Oh no. Okay. So then the first week they are back, Jake and the warrior that is, and they do like a, a pre-taped vignette of Jake telling the warrior he has to get back in the casket that he was originally put in to overcome his fear. And like Jake is doing his best to make this serious and to make this like a Effective thing, mm-hmm, yeah. but Warrior's just snoring like, <laughs> <laughs> like it just makes it so stupid. He's an animal. So that, he is. So he gets and gets eventually gets Warrior in there, closes the casket. When he opens it up, the Warrior sits up like the Undertaker. So he's got the Undertaker stare. Okay. Yeah. So the next week, <laughs> we get a little ridiculous. <laughs> they're at a graveyard, Jake and the Warrior, mm-hmm. and they're digging a grave and Warrior's in the grave digging and he pulls out a skull from the grave. So apparently he dug up some grave site. Then Jake says, we have to bury you alive. And then Warrior is like, bury me, Snake Man. I'm not afraid, Snake Man. <laughs> bury me. So then the camera cuts. And they cut it's back. Is on YouTube? Oh, yeah. So then they cut back and the Undertaker, I keep saying Undertaker, the Warrior is buried up to his neck so mm-hmm. it's just like his head sticking out, and Jake's talking to him, going, "Yeah, here we go. You'll be fine. Let's stay here till sun till sunrise." So he leaves him there, and, like puts the skull they found. Until he has to face him. So the Warriors all <laughs> night. He's like, "I trust you, Snake Man. I trust you." So this all leads up to the room of snakes, which I think a lot of people have seen before. Yeah. So this also there's there's a couple things here. This is the week before SummerSlam where. Warrior's teaming with Hogan to face the uh, Colonel Mustafa, Sergeant Slaughter, and General Adnott in that match made in the hell match. Uh-huh. No one really mentions in SummerSlam that the week prior, Warrior gets bit in the face by a snake. Because what happens is they go to like a room. This is like a, a bad Dungeon of Doom-esque set. Yeah, 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 you're right. Jake's wearing a Hawaiian shirt tucked into his khakis. Warrior goes in there and they keep like quick cutting the snakes, like the room's full of snakes. But and really, Warrior it's keeps not. turning
1: around and there's a snake here, there's a snake there.
0: Yeah, but then they the what the part that was unnerving to me was Warrior starts kicking snakes and they show it. And I'm sure they're <laughs> rubber. <laughs> yeah, they're rubber. But he's kicking them across the room. Mm-hmm. But in your head you're thinking he's trying to step over snakes. At any second one's gonna bite him. You know? Yeah. So he eventually opens up a box and the snake bites Warrior in the neck. He's like, oh, God, oh, God. He tries to get out, and then he won't mm-hmm. let him, Jake won't let him out. And then eventually, he Warrior busts through the door, and who's there waiting for him but the Undertaker who's with Jake all along. So that's oh. the big, the big twist, you know.
1: Oh, and, man, when the, when the stories were good. Yeah,
0: and Warrior, of course, is soon after fired after that. Mm-hmm. And I, even, even on uh, Jake the Snake's DVD... From a while ago, pick your poison. He talks about how after like Warrior gets fired, Vince goes up to him and goes, "Man, you're you, you got no luck, don't you?" He's like, "What are you talking?" about? I like, "I just had to fire Warrior." He's like, "What the hell? I was supposed to work with him!" Yeah. Like they're gonna have this big money feud and stuff. But mm-hmm. the thing that stuck with me again about that was the Cobra biting the Warrior and the Warrior kicking snakes.
1: Yeah, when I rewatched that, it was it was like these are obviously rubber snakes. Oh, yeah, but as a kid... I mean, he was, was he throwing them, too? No, he was just kicking them. Okay.
0: Because <laughs> I, I remember
1: one, like, just going sailing across the room. <laughs> yeah, he, he got, like, a soccer kick under it. Yeah. So I got a few more. Uh, what do you got? Do you got any more? Uh, one another one I have is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Tyson. Now, this is a little later, but really it's not that much later. Maybe five, six years down the road. And Vince McMahon and, and they're doing this whole Mike Tyson build up and and Steve Austin and and WrestleMania uh, WrestleMania 14, and Vince McMahon introduces my Iron Mike Tyson, the baddest man on the planet. He comes yeah. out. Um, he he starts to say what Mike Tyson is going to do at WrestleMania, and Stone Cold comes out and and they're just going back and forth. He's like, "You're the baddest man on the planet," and I'm the toughest son of a bitch. Or the, is that what he says? Oh, he toughest said, son he said, of a bitch.
0: Yeah, he's like, you You got your big little eyes locked on the eyes
1: of the world's toughest son of all, bitch. Yeah, so I'm watching that. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. And, and I remember, like, around this time, like, my dad was slowly starting to, like, talk to me about wrestling because before uh-huh. it was kind of stupid. But now with, like, Mike Tyson, because he really liked Mike Tyson when I was younger as, as like, a boxing champ. And he he would come home every now and then and tell me how, you know, some of the guys at work were watching Smackdown with The Rock. And he was naming guys. I'm like, oh, you know, he watches wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So I remember this came on and I'm like, holy shit, my dad's going to love this. So I stayed up and he usually got home at like 1230 because he worked like an afternoon shift or whatever mm-hmm. shift they call that from like uh, four o'clock to midnight. So he got home and I had on ESPN and, you know, I was ready because ESPN would show it or maybe headline news would show it like every 30 minutes. So I knew what was going to be shown and he didn't know. And I'm like, Hey, dad, watch this, watch this. And I remember him just like totally being glued to the TV with me. And we're watching this whole Steve Austin and Mike Tyson thing. And, you know, he was like, Oh my God, like he thought it was real. And, you know, at the time I thought it was more real than I, I kind of knew it was a work, but I still thought it was like real the way that they were like shoving each other and fighting and all his goons and, you know, officials and everybody, it's just like a big melee in the middle of the ring. So I just, I just remember that for that reason. That, I remember being
0: pissed because I was like, I wanted to know what Tyson was going to do when Vince was going to announce it, (laughs) and then Austin comes and ruins it, yeah, you know? And then we find out later he's going to be like an enforcer. Another thing my favorite is, if you ever get a chance, watch Austin 316 Uncensored. I think the whole tape's on YouTube, and Austin, in character, breaks down that whole incident. He comes out, he goes you know so i get out there and he, and he pushed me like so he's like so he pushed me like a little girl and he goes <laughs> he's like, if he wanted me so bad why didn't he come and get me he's like yeah 20 people hold me down basically nobody touching him if he wanted me why didn't the bastard come and hit me so bad like it's That's just awesome. hilarious yeah it's like in character stone cold i'm <laughs> talking about how mike tyson's a bitch it was great i liked it that moment man i think it gets talked about a lot right but yeah. i don't know if people understand how, like, much buzz that create? I couldn't think of something right now. Like, who would appear on Raw or SmackDown, whatever, that you'd be like, oh, boy. Like,
1: what what attention would that get, you know? I guess that, uh... Damn, I wish I remembered his name. He, he's really popular, too. UFC fighter. He Conor McGregor? Mr. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Maybe, but, you know, he's kind of got his own issues, but he isn't, like... He uh, never had, like, the aura of Tyson, you know? no.
1: But he, but he had. I mean, a couple of years ago, he was like, yeah, one of the top performer. Yeah, I, I guess combat stars. He was. They probably you know, gonna uh, made a difference. Uh, Ronda you know, they, Rousey. I think she came in a little too late. So at her peak, you know, maybe her when if if something happened. So
0: like, if she came in like right at like when WrestleMania thirty one, her first appearance, she came right after that. Like that was a big deal.
1: Well, maybe even before that. Because I think she she had already gotten a loss, so I I think think, no, no, no. I
0: think she was undefeated at thirty. I could be wrong, but I think she was still undefeated right before thirty-one. Okay, WrestleMania thirty-one. But yeah, that was like a big deal. Because I remember when The Rock like came, like (laughs) grabbed (laughs) her into the ring. That was like a big deal, you know. I guess that would be somewhat similar, but you also need like someone on the wrestling side as a giant star too, like Austin was, and he was on the rise and. That was such a great time to be a fan, you know that that the rise of Stone Cold to winning the championship. Mm-hmm. Such a great time because you had a guy to root for, and everyone was just like, "Okay." It was I universally it just, accepted, like Austin. Just rules.
1: So much built up. I mean, I mean, that's a big part of it. But even just going into WrestleMania 14, like I was still like totally into it, and I even ordered that one. And that's that's WrestleMania 14. Something I've watched, you know, more than five times just because it's one of my favorites for. Not just the um, like the performance part of it, it is just like nostalgia. Like I just enjoy watching it.
0: Yeah. Before I get to my last two, I'm just gonna quickly uh, touch on a couple that I know people probably remember. One, remember when Money Inc. smashed Bruce Beefcake's face with the metal briefcase in '93 no. on Raw? You don't oh, on Raw? Yeah, 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 yeah. And like because they were talking about his parasailing accident, but they WWE or WWF was implying that the accident just happened. When in reality, it happened like three years earlier. And he'd been around, like not wrestling, but on the barber shop and all that stuff. But I remember when the, his face got hit with that, the way they sold it, the way that when IRS hit beefcake in the face yeah. with that metal halibut, they sold it like his face was literally in a million pieces, you know? Well, I mean, but that's, really, that's a fired. good thing
1: about like those years. I mean, there was a lot of like, I'd say like specific details for continuity, yeah right like you could still bring stuff up because uh one of the other things that i <laughs> i even sent it to you in a message um after the whole uh sid pulling hogan out of the ring and and uh turning his back on hogan on saturday's main event like he goes on the barber shop and at, like through the middle of it he, he's pissed off about it he he just stops and he's like uh, he, he, just, he tells him how he doesn't care about hulk hogan and He's like, I'm going to rearrange your face. And I'm like, yes. Because <laughs> here's the thing. I loved Sid Vicious in WCW because he was uh-huh. just a maniacal badass. But then he comes over as like this sweet baby face, uh, Sid Justice. Oh, I'm going to serve justice. I'm like, this guy's, this ain't him. So yeah. when he turns, like, I'm I'm just totally back. I'm like, yes.
0: <laughs> yes. This is the Sid I know and love. Yeah. He's going to rearrange b- Beefcake's face. <laughs> was that the one where he destroyed the barbershop like set two and like, shaving cream went all over his it, face. It
1: hit the Barbasol can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I posted a video on Twitter, and, and it's even a slow-mo of when he's, like, smashing the, the parts that are inside, like, where you have, like, the razors and the uh, the combs and stuff like that. And just slow little motion, you see the chair hit the Barbasol can, and poof, just, like, blows up in his face. Okay.
0: So here's my next two. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one right before Survivor Series 91 in the build to Hulk Hogan Undertaker for the championship. On the funeral parlor, uh, Hulk Hogan comes out and he's the guest of the funeral parlor f- with Paul Bear. But right, pretty much right after Hogan comes out, Ric Flair comes out. And this is shortly after his debut where he just finished up his feud with Piper or he, he was kind of in the middle of it and he was the real world's champion, still had that championship belt, the world title. And it was weird because they seemed focused on building towards Hogan and flair, but Hogan and undertaker hadn't happened yet. So Hogan undertaker was almost the backstory, even though that was the match for the next pay-per-view, you know, it did, it didn't mm-hmm. make sense, but they were, that's what they were building towards. And I believe this is the first face to face on television comp where Hogan and flair both have the belts up in the air. Yeah. It's a WWF title, NWA title. Mm-hmm. So anyway, well, Flair is distracting Hogan. Um, Undertaker and Paul Bear have the funeral parlor, and oh, Paul Bear is a custom casket for Hogan, which, again, is a casket with some bumper stickers on it that say Hulkamania. It's not exactly custom, but according <laughs> to you it is. Um, Undertaker sneaks out of, that again, that coffin and chokes Hogan to death almost, like there's sh- like a sh- noise or whatever. What yeah. I loved... Was Roddy Piper and Macho Man run from the announce desk with chairs and hit Undertaker and Flair with it? Piper whacks the hell out of Ric Flair in the leg. Flair's <laughs> like, ah! Like, hits him right in the thigh. Undertaker no sells the chair shots, but as a kid, I loved when other baby faces helped the other good guys because, again, I thought they yeah. were all friends. And Undertaker reaches down, grabs the crucifix from Undertaker, or from Undertaker, from Hogan, rips it. And then, like, drops it, like, in disgust and, like, gives, like, this look, like, oh, my God. Uh You know, so they're really teasing this, like, Undertaker's the devil. He got, like, stigmata line. Like, a cross would burn him. And it's further emphasized the next week on Superstars because during one little, like, talk segment with Mean Gene and Hogan, Hogan says brother, I could smell the burning flesh as he touched the crucifix. I'm like, oh, my God, they're really going there. (laughs) They're not even implying it. And this is for kids. (laughs) They're pushing this devil thing, and they're really pushing the Undertaker character. And I can see now why everyone was so, like when they would show kids crying in the crowd, so afraid of the Undertaker because they're really, really pushing it. You know, Right. But, man, that was something I was like, I'll never forget the Undertaker's look (gasps) of like, Confusion and disgust as he touched the crucifix. You know, yeah. And they, it was it Look, was it intentional. <laughs> it was intentional. They went there. You know, yeah. it's just nuts. So, uh, my, my last one's going to be the one everybody knows, which is when Jake Snake bites the Macho Man, and I've got a lot of details on that because I watched the full episode of Superstars for this. Yeah, and I, and I told you, I think a lot of people, I think they remember it because they've seen the highlight so many times, mm-hmm. but. There's so much more. So do you have anything else before I, uh,
1: yeah, I've got one last one too. Cool. Go ahead with yours. So, and I want to say 20, yeah, 2013, uh, there was this independent promotion out in my area, uh, called pro wrestling blitz and they would hire, you know, big name stars to kind of be the, the, the attention getters or the headliners. And then the draw, yeah, the draw. So for this one, it was Paul bearer and Jerry, the King Lawler. So this is February, 2013, I wanted to go see these guys, so I saw them, and then, you know, the current cast of Pro Wrestling Blitz were, I was familiar with them because I went to a couple of their shows, so there were a couple people that I liked. So anyways, I I met Paul Bearer there, Uh, got his autograph, I brought one of those little trading cards that I got with, uh, I think, like greatest wrestling managers of the WWF, and on the covers, like Bobby Heenan, Paul Bearer, all those guys. So they had some trading cards in there, and there's a Paul Bearer one, because I always kind of look for something different to have signed instead of just like the 8 x ten. I'm like, well, I'll have him sign this card. So I I will go up there. I met him. Excuse me. So I met him and I'm in line and I'm like, Percy Pringle, you know, is his name. And he's not dressed in the, in the, he's just dressed like a regular guy. He's got his glasses on, no costume, no, (laughs) no, no white face paint or anything like that. He's not going all (laughs)
0: out for Pete He's He's
1: not in character at all. And he's got like this big old McDonald's cup and, I don't know, just everything about it just made him seem more as a person to me than he was on TV. So I'm not so starstruck. Uh-huh. I mean, if, if he was in character, I might be starstruck, but I really wasn't. <laughs> so I met him, and he signed it and whatever. I'm like, all right, this is cool. You know, I put in my little collection. Shortly thereafter, he dies. Oh, like, man. Oh, my God. It was 2013, and then um, later on, so that's February, March, Probably right after he, right after I met him, there was a CM Punk versus Undertaker for the uh, WrestleMania that year, which was like March April. Yeah, it's April. So I'm thinking like, you know, how are they going to do this without Paul Bearer? And then I'm watching Raw one day, and Undertaker's in the middle of the ring talking about CM Punk his, his WrestleMania match. They're panning through the crowd, and the crowd's got like, you know, I don't know what it was like twenty and O rip CM Punk, blah blah blah. And, you know, it's, it's full blown like promoting the show. All of a sudden, like it gets dark in there. Druids come out and there's like, oh, 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 they got the torches and everybody's lined up on the side of the ramp. And, and all you hear is like, oh, yeah. And Paul Bearer comes, not Paul Bearer, uh, Paul Heyman comes out dressed like Paul Bearer. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> and they got the same uh, little build almost too. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I can't believe they're doing this. And Undertaker's like staring at Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is dressed just like Paul i Paul Bearer. Yeah. But he's like smirking and he's holding up this uh, this urn that supposedly has Paul Bear's ashes in it and I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they're going there." <laughs> so I mean, even as an as an adult, I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. And so he just beelines it up the ramp through the Druids right after Paul Heyman and then all these Druids start attacking him and, and one of them's revealed to CM Punk and he's just beating the snot out of Undertaker. He takes the urn and like dumps the ashes on on Undertaker. And he throws the ashes in his face. I'm like, I'm just like shocked. I'm like, what the hell am I watching?
0: <laughs> and he like, doesn't he dump the ashes out himself and like, kind of like rub the ashes yeah, kind of, all kind over of like a
1: warrior. Like people would like, uh, you know, like, you with know, blood the, with blood. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe they went there. But so that sticks out to me because one, I, I had just met Paul bear like three months before any of this. <laughs> I, he was totally like a normal guy to me now. And then I see this and, the, and his ashes and his death is totally thrown into the storyline. I'm like, Jesus, I think I remember hearing
0: that it was either Jim. I know Jim Cornette said it, and I think uh, Paul Bear's son said it too. They both said they were like there would be nothing more that our dad would like than to be part of a story, <laughs> even his death. So I guess that's like they kind of got his blessing. But I also think his son said we didn't think they'd go that far with it. But yeah. you know, you give him an inch, they're going
1: to take a mile. I guess so. I'm glad you picked a more recent one because yeah. I mean, it's on. Uh... It's on YouTube, so it's fun to watch. I'm just kind of flipping through it now because I just wanted to make sure I got all my details right, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's incredible. It was like, I remember watching it being like, I don't know if
0: I'm okay with this type of Mm -hmm. thing. Not being like shocked, but like, huh, should they have done this type of thing, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's go to the one everyone's seen a million times. Jake the Snake's snake, his king cobra, bites the macho man in the arm. Mm-hmm. So, I again, everyone's seen the highlight and all this stuff. So, I watched this the whole episode of Superstars. I have Superstars and like DVDs here. So, I was watching it. So, the show starts off, and the this also, by the way, was bet in this back to back weeks from the take across incident. The mm-hmm. week before was the cross <laughs> incident, now there's this. So, it's just <laughs> yeah. like. Take it easy. 91 WWF. So Jake's in the ring. And he starts calling out the macho man's at the announce table saying, Oh, I used to envy you macho man. Now I, I may, I'm sick with myself that I would ever look up to someone like you, a former champion. And now look at you and you're groveling to a woman and, and all this other stuff. And Piper's trying to like call macho man. now was like, easy, easy. Cause the thing is, macho man's trying to get reinstated at this time. Even the back of his shirt says reinstate macho man. Gotcha. And the storyline is if he attacks anyone, Jack Tiny's going to be like, no, you can't come back, blah, blah, blah. So he he's keeps saying Macho Man has a fear of Jake. You won't come in here. You have a fear of me. So then Macho Man just goes to like Piper. I'm just going to get a little closer look. <laughs> so Piper's like, okay. So Macho Man walks to the ring yeah. and he gets up on the apron. like, And he's standing there and he's about to go in the ring. And for some reason, one of the referees grabs Macho Man's ankle like don't go in there so macho man turns look at the ref and that's how he gets like beat up initially because jake hits him and of course i'm like what this ref screwed everything up
1: who's the so ref? he
0: i don't know i didn't do it didn't look familiar so then jake gets out pushes macho man into the post and kind of like beats him up then he throws macho man into the ropes and he ties him up
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay so we and then we all remember kind of what happens uh, there, the first thing that happens is Jake takes the Cobra out, like he kind of throws the Cobra out of the bag. Yeah. The Cobra, like they couldn't have planned this better. Sits up, starts, opens his mouth and there's a zoom in on it. Like, you're just like, Oh my God. That's a and real remember, snake. <laughs> yes. And I remember watching this live. I was by myself. Right. And I was, it wasn't, it was a Saturday morning superstars. Like I always do watching this. And there was always one thing in my head I thought happened. And this confirmed it because I had the original broadcast. This did confirm it. Yeah. As Jake goes up to the Macho Man with a snake, as soon as he goes to, as soon as the snake goes to bite the Macho Man, a giant red X goes over the entire screen. says censored. Yeah. But you could still hear everything. Mm-hmm. So I remember that. And in, you know, multiple viewings over time, there's no censored. It's whatever. Yeah. So... As a kid, I'm kind of left to think, okay, did this really happen? Blah blah blah. But once the X comes off, as he finally gets the snake off of the Macho Man, you could see Jake like shaking the snake to try to get it off, but it won't Slapping let go. It, right? Yeah, trying to get it off, but its grip is on there. Mm-hmm. And and then once he gets it off, the X comes off, and all the other like all the other officials are out there trying to help. Even Piper comes out there to help. And Jake's trying to hold the snake, but the snake's pissed, you know, Mm because it's it's a live animal. And Liz came down, right? Eventually, yes, Liz comes down. Okay. Uh, They keep showing, like, people in the crowd, and there's, like, kids, like, kind of, like, freaked out a little bit. (laughs) Of course.
1: And there's also,
0: like, the other thing I noticed is there is an unsettling murmuring murmur over the crowd. Like, it's not silent. It's not, like, booing. It's not Mm -hmm. cheering. It's not shocked. It's like... No one knows, like, how to react. Everyone's like, okay, what the hell is this? Like, is this really happening? Yeah. Like, did snake literally just bite a man? And Macho Man is, you know, trying to, like, stand up and punch, and he's missing and whiffing, so you think he's got, like, poison through his veins and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just so unsettling. But then a couple things happen. Eventually, they get him out there, and the they throw Macho Man on the stretcher, right? And there's also a big of blood on his arm so that's i think when i was a kid i knew okay something must have happened yeah so the as they have macho man the stretcher jake is in the corner of the ring kind of like staring at the snake and the snake's staring back at jake and jake is like ha, 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 like evil laughing at the snake it's like this iconic yeah. like creepy shot right but the but the snake is on the mat and he's just like perched up like yes. to strike exactly it's yeah. just so like I can't believe this happened, right? You can't believe this happened. Even now, I'm watching this. I'm like, this is so, like, gives me, like, I I, I would be embarrassed <laughs> to show this to someone. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, you watch this? Like, it used to be that much better. Right. I would never show this to my daughter, who's five. No. I was six or seven when I saw this for the first time. I would never let anybody watch this, right? Why, why would you? <laughs> so Jake gets, the, so they eventually, Jake's in the corner, and they get Machu Man out of there. They put him on the stretcher. <laughs> So as they go, Macho Man like rolls and falls off the stretcher. Then they go to like a shot in the crowd. This kid, probably four years old, crying. And he you could hear, you could read his mouth going, mommy. And like puts his head oh. in. in the, could you imagine like, oh, we're going to bring our kids to the matches. It'll be fun. And you right. see this? I would be outraged if I were like, yeah, so, that's, like that's, this, this that's happened. Much. You know, and then Macho Man eventually, they, they take him off and. And they eventually show the real footage on, uh, what was it, on Survivor Series 91. Yeah. That And I remember watching that show with my dad, and he must have been like, what the hell are you watching? I'm not with you, you know? <laughs> right. You're like, Dad, don't worry about it. But it was so unnerving. Yeah, well, I agree. I, encur- I encourage everyone to watch the whole segment. So, this, so is what more, do you this is
1: more like unnerving like traumatizing yeah. <laughs> moments. I guess, but it's it's stuff that stuck with me.
0: You know, we I all was, have I was our
1: traumatized st- by tugboat turning on the bushwhackers.
0: <laughs> 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 Undertaker bo- getting <laughs> locked in the
1: casket. Warrior getting locked in the casket. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> do, do you were you watching live? Do you remember watching the superstars at the time or are you just You've seen it so many times it, you don't remember first it was the on
1: Superstars, time. it might have been a replay or I might have watched it as it happened. But I remember seeing it as within the first week or two that it happened. So I could yeah. have watched it live or I could have watched a replay of it.
0: Either way. You know, and then I, there's also stories about, uh, I think it was like a Lenny Poffo shoot interview yeah. where he was talking about how he was like, ah, I was in the back seat of the car and Randy and Liz were arguing about um, the... The uh, the bit if if they were gonna have it, Liz didn't want Randy to get bit by the snake, mm-hmm. and then Lanny was like, "I never said anything between Randy and Liz because they were married." So I was in the back, keeping my mouth shut unless I was spoken to. So then Lanny said, then "Randy goes to me, hey, Lanny, would you let a snake bite you <laughs> if it was devenomized?" And then Lanny goes, "Ah, uh, no, I wouldn't. One, I don't like snakes, and two, I don't trust Jake Roberts." So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, apparently if later on, what happened is like Macho had like a fever and like was like, you know, delusional that, that whole day and stuff. Like Forget regardless that. of there was venom in that snake being
1: gnawed on, you know? Yeah. Oh. I wonder if you devenomize a snake, is it a hundred percent? It's not a risk I want to take. Yeah. Let's find out this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Here, bite take you. Take it tonight. to the reptile shop. I do not like, do you like, rep? do you like snakes? You ever held a snake or anything like that? I have like, uh, I don't even know what they're called, garden or gardener Gardner, snakes. Gardener, yeah. Yeah, I've held one of those, but they're just tiny baby snakes. What about like pythons or something? No. No, I don't want a snake. I no. do remember, um, at, I think I went to Fernway, well I know I went to Fernway Elementary School, and then as I got older, I had friends that had kids that went to elementary school there, and there was this uh, teacher, Dr. Nessie, or I think that was his name, Dr. Nessie. And he would bring like alligators and snakes to like parties. And <laughs> I remember being at one of those parties and I'm like, this is so weird. Like, why would you, why would anybody, an adult, make a decision to let an alligator into their family home around a bunch of kids? Like, I don't care what that person tells me that they're, they're docile, they're, they're whatever. No, yeah, I'm not letting snakes and, and alligators in my house. That last year,
0: my friend, his friend, his, for his daughter's birthday, had the alligator man oh come. Oh, God. They had a yeah. freaking alligator, and he's like, oh, she's so, I'm like, she's so nothing. <laughs> she's Once, gonna she decides, so dead. <laughs> she decides, I'm, you know what? Screw this. I'm a, I'm a gator. I'm not your pet. Give me that arm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hard pass. And then he brought, like, a snake. I was like, who wants to hold it? And the girl <laughs> in front of me, like, he gave it to her. If he would have brought that snake near me, I would have kicked him in the nuts. Like, no. <laughs> get away from me.
1: Yeah.
0: These are wild ass animals. You don't mess with nature, yeah. <laughs> you know? What that, that's
1: like, you know, tigers and lions, you know, trained and stuff like that. I I want no part of it. No, it's a hard pass. I don't want to be near a house cat cuz they got that stuff in them. <laughs> yeah. Hard pass, you know. What stuff in them? Uh, or just animalistic huh? or just animalistic tendencies. With what? Cats. <laughs> I just
0: think they're they're shady.
1: <laughs> they're well, sketchy. They are shady. Yeah. They
0: <laughs> they're not they're not affectionate. Not like a dog. No. You're right. You know, if I was, if I need, even like my dog, Forrest, if I mess around, pretend like I'm like hitting Lauren, she Mm -hmm. will like start barking at me like crazy. She would never bite me because I'm her master. But like, I remember when Lauren was pregnant uh, with Molly or Penny, I believe my dad was joking. I said, Hey, if you put your hand near Lauren's belly, Forrest will probably bite you. He's like, no, she won't. So my dad did it. And she like leaped at him. I'm like, Ooh, yeah. I'm like, I stopped her, but I'm like, Hey. I stopped her, but yes. Yeah. So she would my dog would defend us. Nice. House cat would just lick itself and walk away. It's like, where's my food, bitch? It <laughs> would just watch from the like the mantle. All right. Sorry <laughs> for <laughs> all you <laughs> cat lovers out there. I'm sure your cats are great. I'm sure you're like, et cetera, whatever. I'm just saying I don't trust him. I don't trust Jake Roberts. <laughs> just like Lightning Papo. <laughs> I don't trust snakes <laughs> or <laughs> or Jake Roberts. Or cats. That's what I'm saying. So or alligators. Oh no. No alligators either. Like this has become the this has become the anti reptile show, which is fine. If you have snakes out there again, that's fine. Just don't come to my house with them. Hey, that's fair. Uh, maybe, any maybe other set any, the rules?
1: This was a fun show. Any yeah. other fun stuff you got to talk about before we wrap up? Um, the only thing I got to say is I am addicted to this game that I downloaded. It's called Eighties Mania Wrestling Retro. Okay. Oh my god, it's so much fun! Like they have a lot of parodies and the eighties parts as like parodies from like movies or, or pop icons, like say like, uh, Michael Jackson or Madonna or, I don't know, just so many different things. He, man, there's a mashup of He-Man and Skeletor. Just so many, just like things. a phone
0: game or an iPad game or it's
1: a phone game or it's an app game. I guess you could do it on your tablet or
0: whatever yeah. phone.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it just goes through and you, you book uh four shows a month and you get to a pay-per-view and you earn points. And then there's uh money that you earn and, Oh my gosh, it's so addicting! So I'm playing this stuff right now, and then I just unlocked this character called. Hold on, let me find it. It's a play off of Brutus the Barber Beefcake. He's like a. Uh, God, I forgot what he's called. Harry the
0: Haircut Guy, like same type
1: of thing. No, he's he's like a baker. Or God damn it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you could tweet it out for us. No one. It's. We'll, we'll get. What do to you mean? No you? one cares. I care, but we're not going to just sit here with dead air where you look up on your phone with your Android. It's going to take 20 minutes to load.
1: All right. Let's so talk, let's a talk lot, about a lot Gators again. what I'm saying. There's, under, okay. there's uh, parodies of like uh, The Warrior, Arn Anderson, just so many different people. It's super fun. What, what's it called again if everyone else looks for it? <laughs> it's called 80s Mania Retro, Wrestling Retro, something like that. Hold on. Okay.
0: I like it. We will... We'll cool. check it out. Eighties Retro Wrestling we we'll we look it up. That's what we're gonna call it, right? That's it. Eighties Mania Wrestling Retro. Okay.
1: Cool. Is it free? Of course it's free.
0: <laughs> Retail's for suckers here, right? Yeah. The and you, get, and you
1: And you get coin or you get coins for logging in for every five days, every fifteen days, every thirty days. Oh, it's the best. Awesome. It's, it's a nice time well, waster. <laughs> all right. Well, while you're wasting time doing that,
0: listen to our podcast buddies listen to our friends at the fully posable wrestling figure podcast then awesome story this week where a bunch of guys in the fig life and girls in the fig life community pitched in and got their dad a new computer chair because a couple weeks ago uh their dad did like a giveaway for like the listeners of an ebay gift card a couple of eBay gift cards Everyone was like nice. you know what let's give something for him because he mentioned how he has an old computer chair that's you know chairs get like you know part like it starts like coming apart like the leather mm-hmm. pieces fall off and all that so they got yeah, a new chair. And they tweeted out the video. Awesome stuff. Awesome show every week. Great guys, Scott and Jeff over there at the Fully posable Podcast. Also, if you want a fun wrestling chat podcast, check out our friends at Doing the Favor. Eric and Barry do a show every week. And also follow the Breaker and Bane Power Hour. Uh, Breaker and Bane you have an interview every week, a new topic every week. Also, there's the Back to Nintendo show they do. So if you want like a cool retro look at Nintendo games, that's a lot of fun. And one of my favorite podcasts out there, the Our Vantage Point Wrestling podcast, where they do lots of retro wrestling. And I know our friends at the Ringside podcast are doing some stuff. There's a couple of changes coming up for them, so make sure you follow them for all of that. Uh, that's uh, pretty much it for me for this week. It's getting late. Some of your audio file, and I'm going to go to bed and all right. have show out tomorrow, man. It'll be a lot of fun. Also, uh, our guest, hopefully, this week for our content creator series is Ant. You know him from the old Rant with Ant show. Now they have the Rant Foundation. Uh, follow them as well. So we'll talk more about that coming up in our content creator series. So uh, thanks in advance to Anthony for, for coming on the show. All right.
1: Anything else, Eric? Yeah. Uh, that uh, character of beef Beefcake. <laughs> he's, he's named the Stud Muffin. I'm glad we found that out because it was worth it. That's a good name. So he's got a whisk in one hand, a rolling pin in the other, and a chef hat. <laughs> he's, my, he's my world champion. You
0: know, I could see that. I could see you booking the territory around
1: him. I like it. Well, what you do is like you, you book matches and they kind of give you contenders. So you don't get to pick the contenders. Mm-hmm. But then you roll with your contenders and, man, you are off to a fun start. Awesome. I like it. We will, we right. will, and we will end with that.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next time.